What's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Transformability Podcast. As you can tell, I don't really know how to do an intro. That's because the the artist and the human I have coming on today is a guy that I know for about 20-something years. We went to school together. He's probably one of the most, no, if not the most, Creative people I went to school with goes by the name of Sakib. Some of you may know him as SMY, which we will touch on later. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about how he got started in the music industry, the break he took in between. I'm going to touch on the break because I know he took a couple year break from the music. And now that he's back... At the level he wants to be, where does he see his career going from there? So without further ado, my interview with my boy Sakib, one of my best friends, is coming right up shortly, guys. Welcome, everybody, to the Transformability Podcast. My name, once again, is JV the Transformer. The intro to this is going to be extra... Weird, because this man deserves no introduction. I know this man for about 20-something years. True legend in humanity. True legend in what he does. Um, I have one of my good friends, Sakib, joining me today. Musician. Actor. Because he'll get there. Uh, Overall good guy. But for those who don't know you, let them know who you are. How great of a human you are. The your influences in music. Just give give the people an introduction, man, because uh, I, I can't do the introduction as well as you can. Well, I, I I'll say right away that that is too kind of an introduction to me. I, uh, to say anything about my humanness and my humanity is um it's interesting to hear. Um but thank you, thank you for for that. Uh, I'm I as JV mentioned. I'm Sakib. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, producer. I write music. Uh, I've known Johnny since we were twelve. Um, since we went to middle school together, all throughout high school. Um, we have records together. So one, one record together. We'll get yeah. more though. Yeah, we get. You got to play that record. For your audience, at some point, you I will clip it in somehow. I will definitely clip it in for sure. Yeah, do you still have it? I don't have it anymore. I still have it. You have it? I have it. Okay. It might be buried in my email somewhere, but I gotta see if I can find it. It's somewhere. Yeah. Oh man, what a good! So uh, thank you for having me, man. You're thank welcome. You for me. You're welcome. I knew as soon as I this whole thing became an idea. I knew I was like, I gotta get, I gotta get Sakib on, cause there's no, there's no other way I could do something of this nature without 
pretty much the man that has taught me everything musically, creatively. So there was no way I could do this without this human being right here. You're so, giving me too much credit, man. You're giving me way too much credit. I do that very well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, to the people that, you know, don't know who you are, uh, where did the where did the music come from? You know, like I said in the intro, I could see one of your influences in the back. But I, I know that this is from childhood. So where did that start? At what age did it start? Like, where... Where does the passion come from? It started before I can remember, man. Um, it uh, it started at a, an incredibly young age, you know, probably three years old uh, is, is the earliest that I can remember. And the only reason I can remember it is because we have uh, home videos of me, like, you know, singing with a hairbrush as a microphone in front of the television. You know, that, and that's the only reason is because I've seen those videos when I was younger and and that's how I know I've been I've had an interest in in performing and and singing and and music um and dance and uh, and all things art I've had I've had that um that bug since since uh a toddler you know so and then it just it, it grew you know it, it it wasn't it wasn't very conscious until I was probably 13 or 14 years old and that's when uh you know i auditioned for a musical in high school at metuchen high and you know that was the first time i ever uh sang on stage was that audition so yeah. you know and it's been a long journey since then that was almost it's crazy to think about that was almost 20 years ago so i mean that's insane it's insane to even to even think about that yeah that's 20-something years ago, we know each other. You know what I mean? My beard's gotten gray. So, it's... Yeah, it's, I'm, it's a I'm very grays as well, man. It's a very I gotta, long... I gotta shave them off, pluck them off, you know, every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, me, me too, big facts. But it's nah, a very... It, it suits you. It suits you. Does it? I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah, it does. But, um... So, you've you've produced. Uh, you've, you've written. You've acted. Um, I remember. I could tell the people... Basically, yes, we went to school together, but I remember specifically, you know, I had a dream of becoming an artist and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do something. So there were years that I would, I would physically go with like a notebook to school mm. and I would literally give Mikey the notebook like, yo, whenever you ready, like I got this done. He's just like, wait. Wait, 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 and um, you know, fast forward. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't, I didn't start recording music until I was fifteen, sixteen years old, and yeah, it wasn't until like senior year of high school when mm -hmm. we were both like seventeen, eighteen, that we decided to actually record a song together. You know, and, yeah. and I wasn't comfortable with with even recording myself. You know, so to even have a collaboration with you was uh. Um, a big step for I think for the both of us. Yeah, um, I think. Um, you know, again, you're giving me way too much credit as an actor. That was only in high school, man. I I didn't do I haven't done any sort of theatrical work since uh, the high school plays and and uh, you know, so it's it's been a long time since I've done that. It's just because I know you so well, and I know that 
whatever you choose to do, I know you're going to take take that 100%. You know what I mean? And I physically, I remember being 18 or however old it was. And one day you came over and I remember we set up a mic uh, in my room and physically... I think maybe a couple of days before that, you sent me the instrumental to what is now the Woe remix. And I mm-hmm. I remember, you know, back then, when, as soon as I heard the instrumental, I don't even think I heard your lyrics back then. But I, I was like, as soon as I heard the instrumental, I was like, especially that 235 part where like it broke down and you wanted me to jump in. I was like, this thing is... It's like talking to me like the actual instrumental gave me what I was going to say. And I remember because back then it was a Minster messenger. So I had downloaded it. And within five minutes, I think I wrote you back. I was like, verse is done. And you were like, oh, OK. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I, yeah, I remember like. You know, I downloaded it five minutes later. The verse was done and you were like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, we just got to figure out when. But talk about, talk about, you know, obviously you you produced an FL studio. You know what I mean? Yeah, at that that time, yeah. At that time, absolutely. Because I remember downloading FL studio because I wanted to be as great as this man right here. But talk to me about, like, your writing process because I know... You've definitely grown in your writing process. So back then, when you heard an instrumental that you made or somebody made, did you always write? Because it gave you kind of the sense of, okay, the instrumental is telling me what to say? Or how how did you always figure out your writing process to a, to a instrumental or to a track that you made? Back then... It was, um, you know, we didn't have that many quality places to go, right? So we had, I think SoundClick was one of the places that we were able to to, to get instrumentals from other art from other producers and artists. Um, but other than that, there there wasn't there wasn't a BeatStars, right? You know, there wasn't right. there wasn't a lot of quality uh, independent production work out there. So you had to make it yourself. And even making it yourself back in 2005, 2006, it was not easy because computers weren't as good as they are now, right? You know, computers now can, you know, you hear records on the radio now, you hear Billie Eilish songs and Billie Eilish songs are done on a computer in a bedroom. That wasn't, that wasn't really um, common back in, you know, 2005. You know, so right. we didn't have the computing power uh, uh, commonly available. Um, so it wasn't until like 2014, 15, when I started picking music back up again, where I was able to get a, a, a faster processor, a faster computer, better software. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to afford, being able to afford that stuff is is key too because when you know you're 17 years old and you come from a, a family that doesn't have much money it's not easy to to afford uh, high quality equipment so right. you know i was doing it on the very low scale up until you know m- the end of college at the end of college i got 
you know, a MacBook Pro at the time. It was great. Um, I got a, I got the, the interface that I have right now, which I still have. I've had it for about 10 years now. It's a, a DigiDesign uh, Digi03 rack by Ooh. Avid. You know, so it's, it's, it's a classic. It really is. And uh, it still works to this day, and I, I love it. And I never want to get rid of it. Um, and then Pro Tools, and I learned Pro Tools, you know, based off of just playing around with it and then watching tutorials on YouTube and mm-hmm. reading and Googling and just I figured it out by myself. Not necessarily by myself, but I didn't go to school for it is what I'm saying. You right. know, I had I had the Internet at my disposal, which was great because the Internet is super powerful, man. You can find any information about anything you want yeah. on on the Internet, on YouTube, on on uh, on Google. You know, if you just have to learn, yeah. you have to know where to find it. That's it. Right. Knowledge is power, but knowing where to find the knowledge is the, the greatest power. Absolutely, man. I, um, you know, I'm in the same boat. You know, I tell you constantly like, oh, I've learned pro, like I know pro tools now. And, you know, going back to when we were 17, 18, you know what I mean? I remember, I believe we recorded the session for Woe in Mixcraft. Mm. Probably which, in which, a cracked version of Acoustica Mixcraft. Probably on my because shitty laptop. Yeah, I don't with think with my Behringer interface and hundred dollar mic. It was a Behringer, Mrs. wasn't Mrs. it? Mrs. Ryan's classroom. <laughs> did, we did it in the high school. Did we do it in that? We, we did not. We did, we did. We did. I think we first did it. We first recorded the verse in the high school, in in the classroom. And we may not have liked the way it came out, so I came back to your place and we recorded it again. Right, right, right. Jesus, so I think we re-recorded it in your place. Um, you have more knowledge. The first of time that we did it, I do. First wow. time we did it, I did. We did it in high school. Jesus, no, and I remember the Behringer interface, man. I'm like, yeah, man. I was still trying to think, like, what mic? I believe you had an MXL mic at the time, but it was an MXL. That's right. I don't even remember that. That's great. MXL 3000. Um, oh, word. Okay. Yeah, they've gotten but, better. Um, yeah, no, they've gotten better. But yeah, man. I mean, we could talk about the record all day, but this isn't this isn't what it's about. Um, talk about those college years, man, because you actually, you took a break from recording or music in a way. And I, you know, I would always, you know, I would always call you up because that's just our nature. Like... You know, we don't yeah. have to talk every single day, but it's always like when we talk, it's always love. And, you know, but you took a break from that. Like what? Ha- like, I know you wanted to focus on school. And I think like that's one of the things <laughs> like that's I didn't the- really focus on school. So right, right. I took a break. I took <laughs> I took a break from it, uh, from music, because, again, I think computing power was a big a big factor. Um, you know, I had a couple of laptops throughout the first couple of years of school that just, they weren't cutting it and they were cheap. So, um, I was still, you know, fucking around in pro tools. Sorry. Sorry for cursing. Am I, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? It's a podcast. You're good, man. Okay. Good. All right. Free range. No, I was fucking around in pro tools or sorry, in, in FL studio. And you know, I, it would just always crash or just go really slow and jitter. And I get the clicks and the pops and it just, it wasn't working. So I just got frustrated and I stopped until I was able to get, the the macbook you know um, so so and at the same time i was trying to get 
better at singing and learning more about music. And I was doing acapella at the time at, at Rutgers. Shout out, shout out to Rutgers real quick. Shout, shout out, out to, shout out to shout my out to boy, Rutgers. shout out to my boy, Austin Bagley, who Word. I know Word. from, Austin. I met him through the job that I'm at now. And he was like, oh, you know, Mikey? I was like, yeah, that's my dude. So shout out to Austin Bagley. So really yeah, quick, man. really quick. Uh, you didn't, you never really quit music. It was just that you got frustrated because of the laptop. Yeah. So I wasn't making much music at the time. I would make beats that they were just not that great, you know? Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with what I had available to me and, and the sounds that I had available and, and my musical knowledge too, you know? So my musical knowledge was continuing to grow. I've, I've always been very self-taught and throughout high school, I didn't, have a, a musical education you know right. it was more like performing performing other people's songs and performing in uh in shows you know um at the, at the school and then in college i you know i was in the acapella group and and my freshman year where like my first rehearsal we're learning a, a song and i'm handed a piece of music like a a, sh a sheet of music sh uh, sheet music you know and I've never read sheet music in my life. And I'm looking at this like it's a different language. I'm like, holy shit, what is I don't know I don't know how to do this. Yeah. So I just had to play it by ear. And I, I even to this day I can't read sheet music. I just I, I my ear has always been the thing that I rely upon most. So I'll listen to the people around me and I'll pick up the parts. I'll the way I learned was people either teaching me the parts, um, the musical parts uh, in the a cappella arrangements or um, you know, sending, there's something called midis, midi files. Mm -hmm. And I would listen to the midi files and try to pick up the parts that way. Yeah. So, you know, just, but getting better at my, my musical and my, my, my vocal, uh, knowledge, that was, that was a, a great year. So I didn't, I didn't get a traditional college education in the way that, you know, I, I paid for school through student loans and I was there for three and a half years before I dropped out. But in that time, what I learned was, music from my peers i learned how right. to be a better vocalist be right. a better musician uh because of the people around me who are still very i'm very close to a few of them at, to this day i i can tell because me and yeah. austin talk about you constantly um austin's a great guy yeah austin you gotta check out uh phenomenal uh, matt and austin has have a austin has a show with his friend matt called matt and austin and it's yeah it's i've i've definitely checked it out shout out to them so going back, man, you never you never physically quit music just to quit music. It was always the computer power or anything like that. But my question to you is, being being the age that we are at now at thirty two, did you hmm. did it ever cross your mind like maybe this wasn't meant for me or like maybe this is something I could just leave on the side or or was it or was it something that you were like, you know what? I'm just going to let me take a break from it. And then when I can physically understand it, I'm going to go into it very hard because that's something I see you doing now, man. Now it's just like you were you were a force back then. But like now you're just you're dropping left and right little previews here and there. And I hate gassing you up, but I have to, man. I, I just I see I, and I see appreciate the, it, man. I really do. I, do, I, I appreciate it. It's, um, you know, it, it, it blows my head up a little bit, uh, you know, and some would say that that's not a good thing for me, 
but honestly, man, back in the day, like, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I, I had always been very self-limiting. You know, I um, yeah. would always tell myself that I'm uh, this is I'm not supposed to do this or this is too hard of a path and this is not for me. I'm, I don't deserve that. I'm not good enough for this. I'm not good enough for that. I'm not, I'm not good enough to be a singer, songwriter. I'm not good enough to make records. Like these are these are the self-limiting um, ideas that were that I implanted in my head by myself. I had some outside sources as well, you know, um, growing up in a relatively poor family and having no no knowledge of abundance plays a, a plays a big factor. You know, when you're always um, living paycheck to paycheck and and really fighting for uh, fighting to live, you the idea of having a free life and, and making music and being artistic and being creative, it's, um, it, it's, it's, uh, less of an idea, you know, it's, it's something that it's not even considered, you know? So that had, that had something to do with it as well. But over time, as I, as I grew, I, I, I knew that I wanted to do this. Like I told myself that I can do this. I'm capable of doing it. And I learned some very hard lessons along the way. Right. You know, I, so I, I learned the most important lesson that I learned is that money is important. Like it is, it's, it's not the end all be all, but capital is important in order for you to survive. If so, if you want to spend years making music, you need money to survive. Right. So I, I had to figure out a way where I can make enough money. So I'm, I'm out of the hole that I was in and and get to a point where I can be financially free to the point where I can make music. So those those limitations were no longer in question. Absolutely. I mean, I talk about limitations all the time because I have sources that are close to me that tell me you can't do this because you have a limitation hmm. or like you know, I was going to move on my own. And then they had to put it into perspective. Like, you're not ready because you're just not ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're you're spending money here and there when you're not really putting the money where you need to. And then mm-hmm. you have a limitation, so you can't really do this. So that's the whole point of this podcast is basically finding people that can that have limitations in life but are able to break those limitations. And, you know, I feel like you're the prime example because, number one, I know you so freaking well. You know what I mean? Back then, you were creating you were creating records that really, if you took the time and really produced them out, like, they would have been, you know, ahead of its time. You know, I don't know how much I listened to back then where I'm like, how is he able to do that? But... I remember, I mean, there's so much of you that I remember, but um, to go forward, I was actually, I heard a snippet of a podcast that you were just on where you were talking about, again, the writing process and you were, te- you were letting the whole snow, like when I write now, I'm not just telling people there's a fire. I'm describing the fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or I'm telling the story of the fire. And right. I feel like 
I feel like again with the with the influence of the man that's photoed behind you and the mic that you're on now, I mean listening to Michael Jackson, you know, you can definitely see that he wasn't just telling you the story. He, you know, every record was leading into how the story came about. So mm-hmm. describe how you're able to take take an idea and go Okay, I have to put it in a way where I'm describing it to people, where they can get it musically, but also personally as well. Um, okay, so let's take an example, right? So a lot of songs tend to be about heartbreak, right? Yeah. So you can say, you can just flat out say, you broke my heart. Right. Or you can say, my heart is a glass that's been shattered into a million pieces, you know, you know, and then you, you, you visually, you visualize that, that glass shattering on the floor. We've all shattered a glass in our lives. You know, yeah. I've shattered a few, a few more than most people. I've know? shattered so, a lot more than I want to admit, <laughs> but yeah. Right. Right. But, and we all know what that looks like. Right. So, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's, it's that type of imagery that, that I'm trying to get better at. I'm not, great at it it's just it's just the next step it's the natural next progression for me and and as a songwriter if you if you listen to my earlier work it's it's very simple you know it's very like um it's very abc sure sure yeah so i i want it and melodically like i've always been a fan of like melodies have always come first to me so i i'm not Mm, i'm not uh i'm ashamed of the, my melodic ability from when I was 15 on, but it's the songwriting ability that I'm just, I'm continuously trying to get better at. Right. I mean, hearing you say that now, you know what I mean? It went from ABC, my heart's broken to, I can't sing, but do you mind if I still try? Mm. You know what I mean? Like even that one, that one is very simple. It's very simple, but I think it works it's one of those because it's so simple it works yeah rather than it being simple because the songwriter couldn't do any better right and like i feel like that me knowing where your music's at now try was try was short but it was effective hmm. you know what i mean super short i feel like it was Hook, chorus, hook, chorus. All right, I'm done with it. That was it. it. That was it. But, no. And and that was, a lot of it had to do with the limitations of the instrumental. You know, so the instrumental itself was, that's how it was structured. There was no bridge. There was no bridge in the instrumental. So I would either, I would have either had to create my own bridge, either using elements from, from the stems of the instrumental, or I would have to drop out for 16 bars or eight bars and, and do an acapella bridge. Um, or I would have to contact the producers and ask them to, to write me a bridge. Uh, and I didn't do either of those things. I just said, you know, I'm just going to go with it. Um, songs nowadays are short. Just run with it. Yeah. I'm just going to run with it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the, it wasn't a conscious decision to make it as short as it was. It's just, that's just the way, that's just how it felt. It just felt right to, to keep it at two minutes and whatever. Whatever it was. But, um, you know, I you're talking to me on a mic that's legendary. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, talk, you're talking to me on, 
I believe it's a Shure SM7B. Indeed it is. Which the man behind you used a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he recorded the entire Thriller album using that mic. I could be wrong. No, no, you're right about that. It's uh, I am right about main that. vocals, main vocals, all main vocals for his uh, f- for off the wall thriller and bad were recorded on a short SM7B. I think after that, I'm not really sure what they were recorded on after that. But, but the engineer of, of those albums, Bruce Swedean, who recently just passed, rest in peace, rest in um, peace, one of one of the best engineers of all time. He has been very generous. He was very generous over his lifetime with with his knowledge and his his experience so he would he would the only reason i know and that you know that the short sm7b was the microphone used on on thriller was because he they mentioned that they told us that you know and for a long time you would honestly man you 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 do you know what mic that bon jovi used on living on a prayer no one knows no. that no one knows and maybe right. bon jovi knows and the engineers and the people in that room um, but nobody knows that because they weren't generous with that information. Yeah. So uh, I, I, that's just a testament to to Bruce Wedeen and his generosity. He's written books that I have uh, that I I you know I've read a little bit of them, but now that he's passed, I might read a, a little bit more. Um, just to get better at the engineering side. The engineering side is uh, something that I I'm, I take very I, I'm very proud of my uh, my knowledge on on vocal engineering and producing um and i think i'm i'm able to do that because of the knowledge i have from bruce Woodin. yeah i mean you talk about knowledge from a true icon you know what i mean like that guy's a true icon you know everybody in the industry you know saying rest in peace and for sure rest in peace mm. to that icon um but I think it's no secret, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh Michael Jackson influence in what you do, so Yeah, amen. T- talk to me yeah. about talk to me about the impact he made on you personally and musically. Um, you know, personally it, and musically are one and the same. You know, he uh he just Michael just was, you know, he just existed. Yeah. That's, that was Michael Jackson. You know, to me, he was, um, he was godlike and, um, he was, he was magical and, um, that's what made him so attractive. You know, that's why I listened to his music and I watched his videos and I was, I was just watching a magician. You know, it's, it's like kids at a a party, Right. You go to a, a kid's birthday party and they hire a magician and the kids are in awe, right? That was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was a magician. Now, this is going to be an easy question for you to answer, but to my knowledge, there hasn't been an artist since Michael Jackson that can put out albums where you can listen to it from top to bottom and every song is a banger. I don't know how you feel, but that's just my knowledge. Because um, I can listen to Thriller, Off the Wall, Bad, and be like, none of these songs, you can't skip a Michael Jackson song. 
Like, there's no way. Well, those those songs are timeless, and those albums are timeless. And I, I think that we're, um, at least personally, I think I'm just a bit uh, biased. So, you know, obviously I can listen to all those albums through because I've listened to those albums thousands of times, you know? But I, there are artists out there. I, I think Bruno Mars is one of them. Justin Timberlake's another one. Where top to bottom, a lot of his albums, a lot of their albums are solid. Like Bruno, Bruno's latest album, his 24 Karat Magic album, there isn't a skippable track on that album. Like I, I'll listen to that album top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. the last album that got me was probably a Justin Timberlake album. Probably mm. the, uh, the 2020 experience, both one and That's two. A great one. Um, yeah, yeah, those albums will always go down in history and don't knock us. Cause I'm sure there's other, there's people going to be listening to this. Like, Oh, you forgot that album. Da, 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 da. But you musically now. What would you describe yourself musically now? Like, are you in a different zone now? Like, do you feel like nowadays, like, of course, you've had knowledge along the way. And I've seen the growth from you. And I I could tell you know a lot more about the marketing side of things. But to be honest with you, you know, when we were 18, you knew so much stuff back then. You know, I remember hitting the stage with you at the fundraiser they did for me. And you were like, no, come in this way and make sure you're this way. Be-. Like you knew so much stuff about performing and <laughs> stuff back then. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know how to count bars until we we physically sat in front of a locker and you're like, no, count bars this way. So the fact that I'm able to count bars now, I have to credit you with that. And, you know, of course, like you gave me my first shot musically. So, again, I just have to gas you up and say thank you. But, yeah, like <laughs> you knew so much stuff back then that I'm like, how is he not famous at the end of the day? But, like, where you're at now, do you feel like you're at a level that you wanted to be at back then? Like, What's that feeling like? How do you feel? How did you feel back then? And what is the difference of SAA KB now? Because we, I met you under a different artist name. Mm-hmm. So talk about SMY then. <laughs> and who is Sakib now musically? So musically, I, you know, you talked about you talked about knowledge, right? You talked about, um, you know how you said I I I knew so much and I I didn't, you know, I just what I knew I wanted to pass along, and I think that's a good way to reinforce the things that you know. A good thing, a good way to reinforce what you know is to to spread that knowledge, to so to try to teach it to somebody else. Right. Um. There's there's no use in being selfish with your knowledge. And that that's just lame, you know. Why 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 make it difficult to for someone else to to grow? Why make it why why make it difficult for uh, someone else to know what you know? You know that 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 doesn't that that, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, uh, and, and and I'm not saying that that's the case now. I'm just saying actually now more than ever, 
um, we, you have artists who are spreading their knowledge and you have resources out there where you can get the knowledge and it's free. You know, it's all accessible to everybody. It's, access, it's right. accessible to, um, to anyone on YouTube and Google, you know? So that's, I think, again, that's, that's something I want to hit home on is that I didn't go to school for music. I didn't go to school for, uh, engineering. You know, I learned all of this stuff with the with what I what I had available to me, which was Google and, and YouTube, and Absolutely. then sharing experiences with other artists and other engineers and getting perspectives. You know, I that was the way I was able to learn, and uh, and knowledge is just a constant journey for me. Like I, I'm just continuously trying to to learn as much as possible so I can get better because it's just a personal desire for me to be the best that I can possibly be with music and songwriting. And I want to share that knowledge. And I think sharing that knowledge, again, reinforces what you know. And it also helps you learn something else. It learn, helps you learn a different perspective as well. Right, right. Now, I again, I could see the evolution of the artistry. I mean, you have records... Like try, you have records like Ride or Die. You have records like Move Until You're Numb, which hmm. will always be classic to me because Move Until You're Numb literally makes me want to jump out of this freaking chair and <laughs> dance, <laughs> dance my ass off, which is something I don't do. <laughs> now you've you've done records. I know you have more records on the way because you're you're constantly teasing records on your Instagram. Which, if you don't follow this man, please follow this man. Um, so you have songs out. Where is that leading? Is that leading into an EP? Is that leading into a project? And how do you feel about the industry now going off of singles more than projects and EPs mm. or albums? Well, there's merit to it, right? There's definitely validity to constantly dropping. So dropping a song every week like rusted or dropping dropping a song every three weeks you know and there's science behind it as well so people will say that if you drop a song every three weeks consistently you'll trigger the spotify algorithm and that's cool it, it is it's cool and it's it's a good way to to get known you know another good way to get known is is making tiktoks with your music and that's cool i don't know if that's approach I want to take you know I, mm. I have a, I've ha I have only dropped singles right I've only released a handful of songs two hands full of songs you know um, and I haven't released them consistently but I'm constantly creating uh, right. I, know, I have 20 plus 25 plus songs ready to go but I want to drop them in an album because I think that's for me artistically that would be most satisfying. It's a selfish, it's honestly, it's, it's super selfish of me to, to drop the out, to drop an album rather than dropping singles. But I'm not, I'm doing this for myself in a way I'm doing this for others as well. But I think, you know, the, the most satisfying thing for me would be to, to drop an entire album that I can listen to that my friends can listen to, and that people can listen to front to back um, 50 years from now. Mm. All right. One question I need to ask you, which is the question I ask everybody else. 
how does Saki go from I'm having a bad day to wait a minute, I have to record a record today? Or do you just leave those days where you're where you're down in the dumps to go, nah, don't record today, only record when you feel it? It varies, man. There are times where I am down in the dumps and the only way I can process that emotion is by writing something down and then recording it. Um, that's happened more often than not, believe it or not. But there are times where, or, and not just you know days, but there are weeks where like I don't record anything, and it's I'm in one of those weeks, one of those periods right now, I where you know I haven't recorded anything in almost three weeks, but three weeks ago I recorded three songs, so yeah, you know like I, it just it uh, there are peaks and valleys I would say, uh, and I th- I think a lot of that has to do with just living life. I think it's important if you write your own music, if you write your own songs, for them to be powerful you need to have lived experience and I'm not getting a lot of lived experience nowadays. So I'm not writing a lot. Um, so it, it'll take me longer to, to, to write more music because, um, that's just how long it's taking me to, to get that lived experience. Yeah. And I definitely feel, you know, in the era that we're in now, it's just super hard for somebody to go, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to create today knowing that, the whole world's in shambles with, you know, the virus that's out today. But, um... To it's tough blocking out the outside world, man. It really is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've... Trust me. If it wasn't for, you know, me being down in the dumps for months and reaching out to Robbie Max, like, this whole podcast would not become a reality. There's no way. Because I spoke to Robbie and he's like... Okay, you're not doing music, but what other strength do you have? You love talking to people. Like, you have connections with the conventions you're at. And you you got ladies on your lap. Like, try to, try to cross that into something. And without his help, like, there's no way that this would have become a possibility. And, you know, I also have another friend that, is doing this and he's like man just do it like there's no point in like not doing something you know and i can see that now because before this interview i can tell you i just dropped episode three on youtube um that's featuring an artist that's signed to the biggest independent label strange music and i'm like wait a second in three weeks of this whole thing becoming a plan I was able to set that up. So, you know, to me, like, I feel like the consistency or the the overall drive I didn't have in music back then, I can see the drive in me now with this podcast. But that's, mm. not, that's not to say that I'm done musically because I feel like nobody's done musically. I mean, look at your story. All you needed was a faster computer for you to realize okay, I can do this. You know what I mean? Hmm. But, yeah. um... Yeah, pretty much. You know, once... Uh, two two years from now, three years from now, like, where do you see yourself? Like, what are... Who are your dream collaborators? And, um... Slight question. 
after all these years, right? What was it about me that made you say, I have to collaborate with this kid? So I'll answer that one first. Um, for me, it was easy, man. It, you had you had such drive and determination and, and passion for it. And I didn't see that type of passion for that in anyone else. And it helped that we were in the same grade, in the same small school, in the same small town together, you know? And it, um, just seeing that in you, seeing that, that love of music in you and recognizing that in me, that was, that was an easy, that, that, that made it much easier to, to want to record a song with you. Um, now, as far as like going forward, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I want to take it one step at a time. I don't, I don't want to th think about dream collaborators because that's something that understanding how the industry works, it's, it's some, it's a more of a choice rather than uh, a dream at this point. And I would have, there, there are many choices that I would, I would have to make to get to that point where I, I want to, I would want to have a collaboration with someone that I've, I've really admired. Um, for me, it's I just want to continue making music and and put it out, you know. So the next step for me is is an album in twenty twenty one, like that's it's almost done at this point. I just gotta figure it out and get it out there. So wait a minute. So there is an album coming twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I not say that before? Yeah, no. That there's an <laughs> album coming in twenty twenty one. No, sure. uh, we've we've spoken about it, but. I don't think you've actually mentioned that there was an album that's, oh, no, no, it's that's it's like... Coming. I don't have a release date yet, but um, it's definitely coming. Yeah, no. I, this is an exclusive, y'all. I mean, shit. I know the guy for 20 years. I mean, he doesn't say a lot. So the fact that he just said that on my podcast means everything. So, hmm. so officially, there is an album coming from you in 2021. I, you Inshallah. know, yeah, you know, um, for me, you know, if you ever want to, you know, flip the game again and go, whoa, part two, I'm always mm. here for it. Um, last thing, man, you gotta, you, you gotta play that record for your, for your audience, man. Yeah. I gotta, somehow I gotta find a way to get it in there. Um, yeah. last thing, I, uh, man. I, before you, before you go on to your last thing, I, I, I do want to say that I'm, I am very proud that you're doing this. Um, Thank I'm, you. I'm I'm very happy that you're you've started this this podcast and I I love the mission. I really do. I really love the mission. It's um so I I continue to uh I I hope to continue to see you doing it and uh I'll I'll stay tuned. Absolutely, man. I mean, the mission was simple. It's okay. People tell me I have limitations and people tell me I can't do things and a lot of the times there are people like yourselves that can, you know, physically go to a studio, you know what I mean? But nowadays I could see you have a studio built in your own house. But back in the day it was people would go to studios and spend money and do all this da 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 And my, mm. my mission was always, okay, what that person is doing, excuse my language, but fuck that person. You know, I'm going to physically figure out a way to do that, what that person is doing, in the confines of, 
I hate to use the word, but in the confines of my condition and be able to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm in a wheelchair, but I'm going to make my music dream a reality some way, somehow. So that's why it's transformability. I've I've taken people's abilities throughout 32 years of life and I've been able to transform it in some way, somehow. I mean, you know, just just launching the podcast for me was something crazy. Like, I've reached out to multiple people. You know what I mean? I've reached out to Robbie. I've, I have a, a episode with Dev B coming out, like, literally next week. So, like, there are people that are going to do this for me. And, you know, I know there's going to be a celebrity that's going to see it and be like, ah, hell yeah. Like, you know? So, it's like, but musically, I've, I've been able to do it as well. You know, I might not be the best mixer in the planet, but I swear if I shared like an idea that I recorded, you'd be like, damn, you got better. And that's the whole point of it. I'm sure you have. Like, that's the whole point of it. So, I mean, again, I mean, you know, we've been family for over 20 years. So, you know, to have you on here and to know that you're going to support me regardless of whatever, because... There are people that are like, oh, I got your back. And then 20 years later, where the hell are you? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where are you guys at? You know, it doesn't matter. We all have people like that. Yeah. We no, do. it doesn't matter. You and, know. We, and we can't. Here's the thing, right? We can't. I don't want to give ex- make excuses for people like that. But also, I don't want to blame them completely because everyone has their own story, right? No, you can't everyone blame has them. Priorities. For and, sure. Um, that's just, that, that just is what it is. We can't let what others think about us or how others treat us affect the way we live our lives. Absolutely. I don't, I don't sit back and go, damn, I wonder what happened to this person because now being 32, I'm like, okay, the people that are going to be here for me are going to be here for me. That's why as soon as I launched this podcast, I was like, we got to do it. Like me and you have to do it. And you know, even, even going out, like I, you know, I've met your sisters and they always like, you know, they see me and they say hi. But last thing, man, I know a lot of people are going to, you know, want to collaborate with you and stuff like that. So uh, where can the people find you on socials? Uh, do you have an email that they could like send you ideas from or to? You know what I mean? Just let the people know where they can find you on socials, man. Sure, sure. So the, be- the best way to find me, man, um, and the best way to find my... Uh, contact information is just go to my website. It's my website is sakib.com, s-a-a-k-b.com, and from there you can find all of my socials and all of the links and all of the music. Uh, last question to wrap this up though: What advice would you give uh, somebody, you know, being eighteen, as we were mm. now, going? I want to do music. Like, what advice would you give that artist or that producer? Um, now that you can give to the people or yeah, just what advice would you give an artist or a producer that was our age back then now? I, the first thing I would, I would ask them and I wish that this was something that somebody asked me, but the first thing I would ask them is what are your intentions? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to make music? Yeah. Do you want to get famous? Uh, you know, the, I don't want to put a, 
a value judgment on that. Um, you know, if that's something you want to do, that's that's up to you. But I think I personally think that there are better reasons to be doing this. You know, so that would be my first question to them, and then advice would be, uh, regardless of your intention, never stop. Never stop. Don't let anyone. Don't let my opinion on why you're doing something or your parents' opinions or your enemies' opinions or your friends' opinions. Don't let anyone's opinion um, stop you from doing something that you believe in. And all of the knowledge is available to you. Everything is out there. YouTube, Google, mm. other websites, I'm sure. You have friends. You have Twitter. There's a million ways to get the knowledge, and yeah. it's all at, the, all at our fingertips. You just have to go get it. Yeah, absolutely, man. But um, I guess, man, this has been probably the greatest episode of this podcast I've ever done. Uh, once again, don't say that. Once again, man, I ramble a lot, man. I really do. I and I, I apologize to, to to the listeners who are, who are listening to me ramble and stutter. Um, that's just something that I'm. Another thing that I'm working on at this point is speaking more clearly and presenting my thoughts in a, a better manner. Right, man. But, um, Hey, I ramble too, so it's fine. Half the time, like, I don't even know yeah. what I was going to ask you. I was just basically going off what you were saying, but, um, yeah, man, this has been another episode of the transformability podcast. Once again, thank you to my brother, the incredible artist socket for joining me. Make sure you follow me directly at JVD Transformer. Pretty simple. Follow the podcast at uh, TSFM Ability Podcast. Make sure you follow my dog right here yeah. on Instagram. Follow my brother. My brother, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk after this. See you guys next week.